Um, it is awesome just to come and see everybody. Uh, so I'm super fired up. Um, today I'm going to talk a little bit about faith, um, which I'm going to employ a little bit of while I'm talking because as of uh, last night at about 10 o'clock when the brands and the Crenshaws left our house, I really had no idea what I was going to talk about. In the show. <laughs> and then I uh, put some stuff together and on the drive here, as Michelle will tell you back there, uh, my notes all disappeared. So uh, we're going to have faith that God is going to get us through the next uh, 6 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, so the, uh, the Bible defines faith as uh, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Um, it's Hebrews 11. If you're ever feeling like down and weak, like that's the hall of faith. And you can just start there and read. And if you're not fired up by the end of that, um, read it again and you will be, I promise you. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go back exactly a year ago today. Uh, so a year ago today, we had just spent uh, 18, really 16 months in Northern Virginia. We were living in Virginia. I was on a temporary duty assignment to Washington, D.C. We got there 12 days after we arrived. COVID hits. Everything shuts down. We've been isolated. Um, and I'm at the end of my 18-month term. So I've applied for a number of jobs around the nation. Um, one of the ones was the job here in Huntsville, which is amazing because there were no jobs here, and the day I was eligible to apply, boom, it came open, was able to put in. Um, but the decision on that job was going to be made in July. And in the government, there's a whole process that goes into decisions, and it starts with an interview and a bunch of other pieces that go together. And I hadn't had an interview. Actually, all the way up to June 15th, I hadn't had an interview. And so I was in for some other jobs overseas. I was in for um, a job in Washington, D.C. And uh, worst case, we were going to go back home to Louisville. Um, and I was pretty much in a full panic. Like, I had no idea where in the world we were going to end up. We were very hopeful that we were going to end up here in Huntsville. Um, we had called the Garvitas, and they had given us the rundown. Um, we kind of surreptitiously got the information on the church. And at the end of that call, Aaron goes, wait a second. Why are you asking all these questions? Um, and they were immediately uh, praying, and, and uh, I know the church was immediately. Um, but at this stage, like, everything seemed like a black hole to me. I was, I, uh, I had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, everything was out of my control, and you just feel so naked. Like, you're like, ah, oh, I can't do anything about this, but I, I want to. Um, and I remember talking to Michelle, and Michelle was like, what are you worried about? And I'm like, well, let me tell you, if we end up in D.C., it's $900,000 for a house. We're going to be living in a refrigerator box. If we go back to Louisville, I don't know where I'm going. If we go overseas, I don't know about the churches. All so I'm like, great, list all these things out. And she goes, like, no matter where we go, it's where God wants us to be. Right? Like, he's got this. And I'm like, but. I was like, you're right. And I remember being astonished by her faith. Because it wasn't, it wasn't, hey, I feel 100% sure that we're going to end up in Huntsville, or I feel 100% we're going to end up in a great situation. It was, I'm 100% sure we're going to end up where God wants us to be, and we can work with that. Um, so the Bible talks about faith, and it talks about, when it talks about Jesus, there are two times in the Bible it says Jesus was astonished, or Jesus was amazed, and both times are about faith. The first time is in uh, Mark 6. So I'm going to read. Um, let me make sure this is the right one. Yeah. So it says, uh, 6-1, it says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. 
When Sabbath came, he began to teach at the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What is this wisdom that has been given him, uh, that, he, that he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense to him. Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house, is a prophet without honor. I do love that verse in Acts. It's so powerful. Um, he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. So a year ago today, if Jesus had come down and talked to me, he would have been amazed and astonished at my lack of faith. Especially 20 years as a disciple, the good, the bad, and the ugly that he has seen me through. His death, burial, resurrection, and cross, that relationship, like I know it's real. And it was just, it was lacking. The other one I want to go to is in Matthew 8, 5. And it says, when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him and asked for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home, paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell you this, go and he goes, uh, and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Amen. That's exactly how I felt about Michelle's outlook at that time. She was confident in what we had hoped for, but she was assured of the future, not even having any idea of what it was going to hold. One of the greatest things I think about the relationship that we get to have with Christ because he died for us and for our sins so that we can have that relationship is that we can have that assurance. That we know, as it says, that he is working for the good in all things, good, bad, and ugly, that he's going to work some good out of it. Amen. Um, that we can have faith in those things. So today as we, as we take the communion that represents his body and blood, I want you to think about where your faith is. And in lots of different situations, it can be very different even right now. You can be very faithful about one thing and be struggling and worried about another one. Right. But if Jesus were to sit here with you today, what would he say? Would he be astonished at your lack or astonished uh, at your faith? So, with that, let's pray. Father God, we, uh, we just come before you so grateful that we have this body around us. And so grateful for the sacrifice that you made that we can have that relationship, God. And ultimately, God, so grateful that you paved the way where we can be assured that you have a plan for our future. That we can have faith that you have amazing things in store for this church and for every person in this room and for so many others that are here. We love you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.